Welcome to Primary Attribute. We're a Castles and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm the GM. Hi, my name is Vaughn. No, that's not right. My name is Adam. Hi, my name is Adam. I play as Vaughn's. We both use he, him pronouns. And Vaughn's is a furry fox folk alchemist guy who's wondering if he can start a business wherein he launches sandwiches to people who want sandwiches. It's an early prototype of Uber Eats, I'm sure. I'm Erin. I play Ericene. I use she or they pronouns. Ericene uses she, her. Ericene's this uh, girl who uh, talks to people a lot and um, sometimes has knives in her boots. Uh, Ericene's, you know, just trying to make contacts, just like walking around trying to make contacts, just getting things done. I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard. I have a distinct feeling that um, I am going to be swearing off any form of alcohol for the rest of my life after the events of uh, the last weekend or so. And um, I'm looking forward to continuing on in my new job, even though the guy who got me hired has disappeared. And that's troublesome. I am she, her, as is Wealthy. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the kobold illusionist slash mechanic. Right now, Grix is uh, doing a uh, getting ready for action montage of, uh, like, you know, strapping on his uh, prosthetic arm and, you know, sliding the dagger into his sheath and carefully weighing his magic wand. It's like one of those those slow motion uh, action scene montages. What are your pronouns? <laughs> they are he, him, as are Grix's. Aaron, would you like to give us the recap of... The last recording session, which was not actually last week. Yes, I would. Uh, so after the uh, learning about the disappearance of Cog, Grix made a list of places Cog had been from his journal, finding that the worst magical power readings were coming from near the Ruladrin distillery. Wealthy found that the measurements Cog was keeping in his book were off from what they should have been for those locations, as evidenced by how he kept two sets of numbers for each location, crossing off the expected numbers as he did not find them. Ericene hung out by the Beartels in disguise for the morning to no effect. Bonds went into full prepper mode, buying a crossbow for potion ampoules. With his prepper activity complete, he wanted to show off his new toy, so he went to the nipper to find Ericene of all people. Ericene not being there, Vons had a fun midday with Jaspar instead, almost shooting his new friend with a bottle full of old sandwich. Ericene went to the Oakley to find Richard Stanton, and found Noriko at the bar, and Richie Rich upstairs on his stone throne. Richard Stanton wants Ericene to work for him against Nara, and does not seem to believe in her ditzy persona. Ericene left the Oakley, and immediately tried to go to the velvet room to see Nara, but was intercepted by a rat. Vons and Ericene got rats from Grix about meeting up to go searching for Cog, and that is where we ended, not on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I know Ericene, at least, wanted the exact content of the letter. Yes. Yeah, I got that. Yep. <clears throat> so uh, the letter says... Let's see, this should be in, in Grix's voice. Hey, boss. I hope this rat finds you well. Doesn't get lost or nothing. My supervisor, Cog, found some strange stuff in the tubes. Some kind of, uh, what we dealt with before, only more dangerous. Uh, now he's, uh, also missing. <laughs> Let's meet up at the Otten Corps and see if we can find out anything. Around about dark time? Graciously, Grix. Aww. I love it. <laughs>
too. Graciously. Yeah. Graciously. Nobody says graciously enough. Well, all right. Um, I think we're just going to start on Erisene because Erisene has the biggest decision to make. You got this letter. So what time is it? I think we loosely established it was like early to mid-afternoon last time. Yeah. But in an earlier episode, I may also have caused a time paradox. We may be on the wrong day, so. Also, who knows how long it takes rats to get anywhere. Yeah. yeah. You probably have at least an hour, probably more like two, between now and when Grix wants to meet you, if only just. And I don't have my clothes with me. Like, I don't have any of my stuff with me. Your assassin slash adventuring stuff? Yeah, my assassin slash adventuring stuff. You do not. I, on purpose, didn't bring that. Yeah. He said, meet at dark. Yeah. So yeah, that's an hour or two away. Okay. In fact, I'll just make it two hours. Getting back to your neighborhood from here takes somewhere between like 20 to 30 minutes just because it's pretty far away. You're high up. Yeah. I'm gonna... I'm gonna risk it. I'm gonna risk going to the Velvet Room right now. Okay. I'm just gonna go straight there. You weave through the crowds. It's starting to get a little more crowded at this time in the Warrens. But the Warrens always feels crowded any time of day. I think you've stumbled through there when you were back in finishing school once or twice, like three in the morning, and there was still a truly alarming number of people out and about. Yeah. But, you know, you're used to this. I mean, you've all lived in this city, and it's extremely dense nature for a while now. You know what's up. So you do make your way through, and I guess you left through it, so you do know how to get to the front door of the Velvet Room, if that's not your usual route. Because you're dressed as just you, you're not... The bouncer is going to make a wisdom check to see if they recognize you, given that you made a bit of a splash last time. Just a bit. Yep, doesn't give you a second glance. Yeah, you head on in. The Velvet Room, as someone previously established, is A, pretty nice, and B, pretty nice. Entryway, quickly, like, the path cuts off to one side and winds down around this big glowing crystal column in, like, a spiral ramp down to the main floor. There are those two balconies, one on either side, that you know are accessed by stairwells that you get to via some side doors at either side of this place, and across from you, and as of entering, down one floor is the actual bar itself. This place looks a lot like it was last time you were here, although granted not everyone's staring at you and you don't have various law enforcement officials with you this time. But it's kind of the same crowd. It's a little bit like a different time of day. I think it's a little bit earlier in the day, so there's not as many people, but you, you know, you recognize some people from either the last time you were here or that you kind of know just in your social circles, although there's a kind of, you know, acquaintance of an acquaintance sort of things where you've seen them at parties. But, you know, there's lots of other people there too. This seems to be a pretty popular spot. The main thing that you notice because you are you and are a child of privilege is that definitely everyone here is probably rocking some money. The fashion is pretty upscale and very nice, especially given the situation you're all in. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any particular excitement at the moment. Just rich people with expensive clothes having food and drinks with each other. Can I see Nora on either of the balconies? Roll a d4 for me, please. A two. Okay, uh, you don't see her at the moment, or at least not on the balconies, which are what you have. You have a good view of those, more or less, as you come in. Um, so she doesn't appear to at least be out on one of those. But uh, Okay, I will go down to the bar and ask for her. All right. 
Um, hi. Uh, I'm Ericene. Uh, I have an appointment with Miss Nora. And then I'll, like, give, like, a, a very closed, polite smile. This person is just kind of polishing a glass. It's a, um, it's actually a goblin who appears to be standing on a stool. <laughs> also wearing a very nice kind of tuxedo-looking thing. Cool. They go and they're kind of look at you and go, you have an appointment? Because everyone says they have an appointment. I think you'll find that I really do have an appointment. All right. Uh, one of the, like someone comes up carrying some bottles. They're probably a bar back. Uh, this person kind of, your bartender friend kind of bends over, you know, says some stuff to them. They walk off, uh, be with you in a minute. And fairly shortly thereafter, you see Nara's security dude, who you met at least one time before down in the distillery area. He is still a brick wall of a man, kind of just walks up and gives you a look. I'll kind of do that like way, like half a wave thing. Sorry, I need to figure out how to drop my voice two octaves and still speak. <laughs> hey, now if I can do it. <laughs> yeah. So I imagine you want to see Nara. Uh, yes, I would. Give like a really nervous looking smile. Don't suppose you'd tell me if you were carrying any weapons. I have one very small dirk strapped to the inside of my thigh. I can give it to you if you want. Yeah, he just puts out his hand. I will reach under my skirt and pull the dirk All right. from its little holster and hand it to him. And I'll like wink and be like, warm. <laughs> sure. Come with me. Kind of wraps it in a handkerchief and puts it in a pocket. So hopefully it won't slice through his pocket and <laughs> sure. walks you over to the door that you are used to um, going up to Nara's balcony where you've been once before. Shows you up there, um, gestures to some of the non-table seating. There's a few people around. You don't know any of them offhand. The boss stepped out for a minute, but she'll be back. You can wait here. Do you know how long she'll be? I have other places I have to be today. Not that I won't stay. I'm just, you know, wondering how long I'll have to stay anxious for. Probably less than 10 minutes, but I wouldn't stop being anxious just because she's here. Oh, no, of course not. I'm not stupid. And then I will make small talk with him. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, I'm Arisene, you know me. You've met me a couple times now. What's your name? Name's Arcturus. Arcturus? Yep, as the GM. A-R-C-T-U-R-U-S. And what heritage would this guy be? Human. So, how long have you worked for Miss Nara? She seems like the type to be very loyal. A while. <laughs> so, like, do you not remember when you met her? Or, like, are you not saying on purpose? Make a charisma check to get this person to open up at all to you, a relative stranger. <laughs> Sweet. Um, I rolled an 11 plus 6. That's 17 total. Charisma is a secondary attribute for you, yes? Yes, it is. All right. I remember very well. I'm just not telling you. That's fair. You don't know me. I mean, like, I wish that I had met her under better circumstances, you know? That's understandable. It would have been hard for them to be worse. No, I feel like it could have gone far worse. I can think of at least eight or nine ways it could have gone worse. Let me put it this way. If it had gone significantly worse, you would have been dealing with me. So. Oh, that's fair. 
you know, I have something that I was going to give back to someone, um, but I bet that you could figure out who to give it back to. And I will take out the keys <laughs> that we stole off of one of those guys, and I will hand them to him and be like, I don't know which of the guys this is for, but I'm sure you could find out. Hmm. He puts it in a, you know, inside pocket on his jacket. So you can feel free to not tell me this, but what's your plan here? <laughs> do you have some sort of end game or goal, or do you just like annoying my boss? Ericene like just beams and she's like I don't like annoying people, but I don't like know exactly. <laughs> also, I have like a little bit of a plan, but I feel like telling you what my plan is sort of defeats the purpose of talking to Miss Nara about my plan. Unless you're Miss Nara in disguise. <gasps> <laughs> no, I am not. I mean, you have to admit that would be an amazing prank, right? Yeah. <laughs> Probably be hard for her to pull off the voice, though. It might be. I mean, can you imagine the two of us being voiced by the same person? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Hard to say. So as you say that, um, he looks up. You don't pick up on, like, no one said anything or anything like that, but he looks up and looks over, and you see um, Nara coming in from the front door. And making her way down to the main floor. Although she probably makes eye contact with you <laughs> if you are looking at her at all. I wave. I wave. It's a little hard to see someone giving you the suspicious squint from that distance, but... <laughs> <laughs> you are an elf, so you can have really good eyesight. I'm a half-elf, and I'm inside, so my vision powers have not activated. <laughs> her elf sight is nearsighted. Yeah, you wait a little bit, and Nara comes up. Nara's kind of wearing what she wore the last time you were here. Sort of a, I guess, slinky, but in a formal way, if that makes any sense. Black dress. Um, business slinky. Yeah, business slinky. And nice shoes that are presumably healed, and I don't want to make them boots, and I'm running out of ideas that would be practical inside a mountain that aren't boots. It could be like booties. Like ankle boots? <laughs> yeah, like, like ankle right. boots. Or high-heeled ankle boots. So she walks up to you and kind of waves at Arcturus, and he steps back and just goes stands next to the door. Ericene, lovely to see you. You too! And I'll, like, kind of go in to, like, do the, you know, kiss on each cheek thing. <laughs> she steps back. <laughs> One very decisive step. And her arms are crossed. <laughs> I will respect her boundaries and just stick my hand out for a, like, handshake. <laughs> All right, you get a, it's a curt handshake. <laughs> So I don't have a lot of time right now, but I was wondering, do you know anything about a kobold going missing? That admittedly is not what I was expecting you to talk to me about or ask about. Whoa. But no, I don't believe so. Okay. Is your friend missing? The one who was here the last time you so graced me with your presence? Or in the distillery? No, it's not him, because he's the one that wrote me the letter about it. No, I think it's like his boss or something. But then again, he is always calling me boss. Does his boss have a name? <laughs> hey, Wit, can you remind me if you actually wrote Cog's name in the... I did. 
Yes. You did. Um, yeah, I'll say uh, his name is Cog. Not that I've heard of. Because believe me, if I had heard, I would be charging you. But nope. Charging me for what? Information. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That makes <laughs> sense. I get it. Um, another thing that you'd be probably very interested to know is that uh, Richard Stanton tried to hire me to be like fucking with you or whatever but that just happened so like i'm pretty sure you wouldn't have known about that uh make a wisdom check for me please uh that is an eight plus five so that's a 13 all right a for effort but no additional information gleaned would you have to be paid to do that yeah, he was gonna pay me if I, like, got him the Ruladrin recipe, and also, like, if I fucked with you some other ways or whatever, like, shut down your operations again. Which, I, like, have I mentioned, like, I'm really sorry about that? I didn't understand what was happening. I thought it was, like, really way super illegal, and if I had known that it wasn't, I wouldn't have done it. Narrator question. You're talking about the first time, right? I guess you didn't shut down the second yeah, time. Yeah, I'm talking about the first time. Yeah. That, that was way super illegal. They were missing some permits. Uh-huh. Yeah. And according to her, she didn't know. And according to the official report, she all didn't right, know. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> also, I'm trying to ingratiate myself to her. So, like, it doesn't matter if what I'm saying right now is true or not. It only matters if she believes that I believe that I'm not it's there. True. This is just the cranky Grix in your head. Do you remember that last time? Although I think you'd all turned away at that point, and Grix popped his head back in and did the, like, I'm watching you hand signal and then ran yes. away, and it fills me with joy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, can't undo the past. Why are you coming to me with this information about Stanton? Don't get me wrong, I appreciate it, but... There doesn't seem to be a lot of benefit to you. Oh, well, like, because I just don't think I'm going to be able to do that again. And I figured that it would be better to be on your good side than to, you know, try to try and fail to do a thing that I know that I'm not going to be able to. Surprisingly wise decision. Thank you. (laughs) I don't suppose you'd be interested in getting information on him for me. You may have guessed we don't like each other. (laughs) I mean, what, you and Richard Stanton? I can't imagine why. I mean, you're trying to do the same thing. It seems like if you work together, you could probably do it more effectively. But, you know, I mean, I guess it's a zero-sum game. Richard Stanton does not work with people. No, he didn't seem like it. That fucking, like, what is up with that, like, throne thing he sits on? (laughs) Have you seen it? Yes, once. It's... It's hideous. It is lacking in taste. He also insists it's not a throne, which... Yeah, and then I asked his security guy, like, where he got it, and he wouldn't answer. And then I asked his security guy where he got it, and he wouldn't answer either. It was the weirdest thing. Like, did he carve it himself? Is that why he... Is he just being modest for once? What is going on? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) You'd be surprised the number of rumors about the origins of that chair. (gasps) Oh my god. Is it juicy gossip? Not sure I'd call it that. Some people think he carved it. Some people think some secret cadre of dwarves carved it. Some people think he just bought it. (laughs) He's old enough that details get fuzzy past a certain point with him. Although there are people around that know for sure. There are some people who think it was just always there. And he found it. And built the Oakley around it. Wow. 
and variations on all of those. That's cool. I mean, that last one's like, isn't it, like, wouldn't it be verifiable? (laughs) I mean, there was a lot of arc stone that people dug through. Ah. And again, most of the people that were around then are dead. If only my grandparents would tell me anything interesting, I bet that they would know. How old are your grandparents? Oh, like a thousand? Wow, people from the ground. Don't have any of those around anymore. Yeah. I don't suppose they like selling information. Oh god, I don't know. Probably. Hmm. (laughs) I would like to make sure that you understand that I don't actually know, because they won't tell me anything. From what I hear of old Elvish families, I believe you. Oh, thank you. Not a lot of people do, and I don't know why. Happy childhoods? Yeah, what the fuck is with people with happy childhoods? I wouldn't dare to speculate. Yeah. Well, thank you for the information about Stanton, and would you be interested in trying to find information on him for me? I would be happy to try to find information on him for you. I mean, it's hard to say, like, if it'll actually work at all, because, you know, I have to, like, go do this, find this kobold guy, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I'd try. What are you, are you trying to find out anything specific? I mean, I know he's trying to make Ruladrin, which is not surprising. A lot of people are trying to do that. But if you happen to be able to ferret out how close he is, what formula he's working on, if he has some sort of lab or distillery that he's working with, as well as general things like, you know, who are his lieutenants? Does he look particularly poisonable from a certain beverage or food? Things like that. Okay. Not that I would ever do that, but it's good information to have. For people that would. (laughs) It is good information I have. Yes, that's true. A question that I have is like, so he wants the recipe for Ruladrin. Would he know? Like, I mean, obviously I have never seen a recipe for Ruladrin. But like, if one had the actual recipe for Ruladrin, or something very close to it, would it be very hard to like change something subtle in the recipe to make it fail? Like, maybe give him the wrong recipe for Ruladrin? I think Nara thinks about it and says, Well, I'm not the alchemical expert that put that formula together. From what I understand, it can be either A, becomes inactive very quickly, or B, has a tendency to cause a chain reaction. Ooh, like an explosion. Sometimes, yes. We heard about an explosion in the Warrens a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, heard about. <laughs> Probably some amateurs. As I said, a lot of people are trying. But it can be other things besides physical explosions. Large bursts of magic can do all sorts of interesting things. Yeah, it can. Huh. I don't recommend intentionally finding out. At least not yourself. Aw, thanks. I generally don't enjoy hearing about people's skin falling off, so. Oh, okay, yeah, uh-huh. Ugh. Fair and understandable, I guess. If anything, the physical explosion is a much preferable alternative. Can I ask you a question? You can certainly ask. How did you meet Arcturus? He came to me. Oh, it's like you ratted a job offer, and he was like, 
yes, I will take the job. <laughs> My voice is so deep. <laughs> I'm an enormous man. <laughs> Just kind of looks over his shoulder a little bit and is clearly exchanging a look with Arcturus. <laughs> no, not quite. Oh, it was like way more touching than that. I'm sorry. I, I, I take it back. I, I don't want to make something, you know, silly of it. Thank you. I really want to not be your enemy because I think that that's both an unsafe thing to be and, you know, not really my idea of myself of like being enemies with powerful women, you know? Fair enough. You did mention wanting to ingratiate yourself to me. Information on Stanton would be a good way to do that. You win some points for telling me and not about his offer to you and not following through with it. Although, if I suspect that you are, things will quickly get very bad for you. No, that's fair. I think I am gonna see if I can try to fake him out on the Rouladrin recipe, though. I don't know anything about alchemy. I'm sure if I wrote some shit down, handed it to him, and was like, here's your recipe, brother, and then he paid me, you know, and then it failed, like, no harm done to me. Stanton would not pay you before he verified that it worked, and more importantly, alchemy is surprisingly hard to fake. There's a reason people make their livings at it, and they all also use different notation from what I understand, which is real fun. Oh, yeah, probably. Very jealous guarding of their alchemical books. Yeah, probably that would be very difficult for me to um, fake then. Fonz records all of his alchemic ingredients with smells. You're certainly welcome to try, but if... Oh, God. <laughs> yep. It's a scratch and sniff book. It's kind of awesome, honestly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, you're welcome to try, but... Stanton is not delicate about dealing with people that have displeased him. Especially people that try to trick him or really attack him in any way. So you think I should just, like, ghost him then? No. Just maybe don't. Don't hand him a rock and tell him it's gold. <laughs> That's fair. Have you ever heard of an elf named Sane? Yes, actually. Do you know anything about her? I don't, which is actually the more alarming thing. I know what a lot of other huh. people know. Apparently quite good at killing people. Very close to Stanton. And has an alarming ability to evade tales and disappear. Do you know what she looks like? I mean, the basics, yes. Uh, shoulder length, kind of a bob black hair, um, dark eyes on the shorter side. At least her work clothes appear to be kind of your standard black dyed, but otherwise standard leather armor, boots, things like that. Apparently very graceful in motion, and all of those details I gave you may not be accurate on a given day. Okay, that's fair. I would give you a facial description, but those are... Difficult to do in any way that is useful, unless you have a memory mage around. And even then, it can get tricky. Well, I really appreciate your time. I have to go find this kobold guy. You're very welcome, and good luck finding that kobold guy. Okay, bye! <laughs> and she'll, like, prance off. Alright. As she passes Arcturus, she'll, like, put her hand out. Alright, um, yeah, Arcturus... You know, takes the dagger out of his, or the dirk out of his pocket, uh, basically hands it to you handle first, holding the flat of the blade. I take it. 
I put it in its sheath again. I, I figured you are just gonna run around with the dagger in front of you. <laughs> and then I'll just like wink at him and be like, bye! He gives you a unreadable. I am always flirting with everyone. I want everyone to like me, and it's a great way to get people to like you. Oh no, it's very good. I mostly amused you're doing it to Arcturus. <laughs> but I appreciate the hustle, and maybe it will pay off sometime. I mean, it already has. True, at least a little bit. Erisina has good small talk powers, and good flirting powers. No, I mean she's dating Photios. Oh, okay. Also that, <laughs> yes. From there, I'm going to basically run back to my house and get all of my stuff run back to the Gwendolyn, or sorry, to uh, Ottencore. All right. And hope that I'm not late. You book it over to Ottencore? Hey, Vons, did you just go to Ottencore or did you decide to? The adventure continues at Ottencore. And if I recall, I had a friend with me whose name I... Oh, yeah. Jasper, Jasper was right. with you, at least at the time. Yeah, that, that poor you, guy. You escaped from the cops together. By cops, I mean angry cooks. Well. And our other staff. All right. So, uh, hey, hey, Jasper. 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 Y- yeah. I got a note. Yes. I got a note. Check this out. I... It looks It looks like Vaughn's has been asked to go... Yes, he's speaking about himself in the third person. Has been asked to go to Ottencore. We're going to go find a guy. You want to go find a guy? Jasper. Bonds, make a charisma check. (laughs) Shit, I forgot my dice. Isn't it so satisfying to say Jasper's name, like, repeatedly? It really is. In a demanding way. It's a game. I'm going to do this all day. (laughs) Jasper. Okay, cut. I'm going to get my dice. So this is a charisma check? Yes. But you just ran from the cops with Jasper. Uh, throw a d4 on top of whatever else you roll. Ooh, fun. The cops, I mean kitchen stuff. Right. All right. So uh, Jasper is uh, it, it motivated to also flee this area. Okay, so I add my level, which is three, and my charisma modifier, yep. which is negative one. So I'm adding a two to this roll of... Seven. All right. And that's total of nine. Uh, the D four comes up with three. So so it gets you to that's, twelve. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yes, it's over ten. It is. What kind of finding a guy? Oh, <laughs> so this note. I mean, this says tubes, but. Yeah, this this note it smells all oily. Um, came from Grix. He's a decent guy. You've met Grix, right? Right. Yeah, I liked him. He was one of the few people who was polite the entire evening. Oh yeah, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> polite is subjective. So uh, we've got we got Grix here, and he wants to find his friend Cog. And I don't know, Cog, but I mean, I've got this sandwich shooter and I got to test it on something. And uh, well, I mean, apart from you, sorry, you missed, although you smell great now. You mostly missed. (laughs) Yes. So uh, off to adventure. You, You want adventure? 
Go go find Cog. You realize I'm completely unqualified to help you with any of this. That's right? okay. So am I. I'll at least walk you there. <laughs> and you head off. Wee. To adventure, by which I mean Ottencore. Oh yeah, there's there's plenty of stuff at Ottencore. I hear they have um, yeah coffee. Uh huh. And you've had a date there. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. Yeah. So they've got they've got uh, they got snacks. They've got snacks. Uh-huh. You want to go get snacks? Uh-huh. You've already convinced Jasper to walk with you. So he's going to come with you to Ottencore. But he's got to tolerate me the whole way there, which I imagine is like a saving throw every six That's feet. <laughs> you're, you're not talking to Jasper about himself, which wins you several thousand points. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to his average interaction with the player character. <laughs> and here's the thing. That's because Vons and Adam don't know anything about Jasper. They don't remember. Try. Yeah, Vons and Grix both both look at the like relationship score sheet that any character can summon up just by uh-huh. thinking real hard and they're just like, why the hell is it so high between Jasper and Wealthy and Erisine, but not us? <laughs> uh. It's good. Okay, so yeah, Otten Core. Um hey Cog and Wealthy. You're at Otten Core. Where are you just gonna meet everyone outside? I imagine you mean Grix and Wealthy? Yes, I mean Grix and Wealthy. <laughs> My apologies. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we'd uh, be just outside, then get seated when we'll go find a, a table to, to have a real quick chat. Gotcha. All right. Uh, yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Uh, Vaughn's and is that Jasper? That's Jasper. Oh. Are all right. Kind of hustling down the street towards you, or at least Vaughn's is hustling. Jasper is extremely tall, so. Well, he has to keep up with Jasper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I imagine Jasper has a long stride. Yeah. I think it's one of those people that doesn't notice when he, like, turns on the long stride, too. Uh-huh. So, like... Uh, yes! I'm not sure why that gets uh, Aaron all riled I up. I have, uh, I've just, I'm, I've always been friends with very tall people, and they forget to turn off the long stride. It's... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those two folk are approaching you. And apparently actually having a solid conversation, or at least Jasper hasn't run away screaming yet, which appears to be what Adam was worried he would do. <laughs> Adam, believe in your character. <laughs> hey, Vons, Jasper, how are, how, are, how are y'all doing? Oh, dude, dude, <laughs> you got a sandwich? You should see what I can do with a sandwich now. Do I have a sandwich? I don't think I have a sandwich. You can have like a bit of leftover sandwich if you want. I will magnanimously allow this, does, even if it is not if it is not in your inventory. Does it have to be a sandwich? Okay. Well, we it it just has to fit into like a cup or a uh, a sabo of some kind, so that I can like cram it into this thing, and and then uh, and then I'm gonna need a target. Remember, you said it wouldn't be me. Hi, Grix. Hi, Wealthy. Hi. Hey. Vons has a sandwich cannon. <laughs> Uh, sandwich crossbow. How about a? How about a? Sorry, cannons are from a poem I read somewhere. How about a? How about a handful of nails? Uh, also, also works. Although, um, probably want something a little bit more absorbent. We we don't want those flinging everywhere. We are on a public street. Trying to think about safety here. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I, I don't really have anything. Sorry. But uh, I believe it looks really cool. Oh, it goes everywhere. It's yeah, great. I'm sure uh, 
Yeah. Uh, what's uh, what's the PSI on that thing? A bunch. Oh man. <laughs> Grix asks technical questions. Yes, as uh, Vons and Grix are excitedly somehow talking to each other about this, despite the fact that I get the impression Vons has no mechanical. Oh yeah, no, no, no. And, but I imagine Vons is just so excited that it's working out, regardless. Oh yeah. Especially that it works the second yeah. time. Um, while you're having this conversation, uh, wealthy. Yes. Jasper kind of squats down next to you and is like, <laughs> "Uh, you feeling any better?" Oh, please! I don't want to talk about that. I, I literally don't want to talk about it. I can respect that. It's bad enough that it's bad enough that she's going to be here. Just, just, I don't want to talk about it. Let's just pretend it never happened. Done. That sounded like a very long note, but done. <laughs> it was a much more comprehensive note than you would have gotten any other way. True. Yes, no. <laughs> I think Jasper knows this. <laughs> May very be, be very gently razzing wealthy about it. All right, and Ericene. You're hustling down the street. You There are some kind of uh, chime-like bells that ring every so often including at simulated sunrise and simulated sunset, as well as pretty much every hour, but they are intentionally at a much higher and quieter pitch than the alarm bells for understandable reasons. Um, but you get there right as the sunset one is ringing. And you see all these folks spread in front of you. Vons is bouncing up and down, holding some contraption you've never seen before. Grix seems excited. <laughs> And Wealthy is heading into the Encore so that she can get a table. All right, and Jaspar's just kind of leaning against the wall, which... Hopefully not downrange. Oh, he's keeping a very careful eye on where you're pointing that thing. <laughs> <laughs> just wincing you every so hit often. Him. <laughs> you got some splashback. I'll approach Jaspar and be like, What are... What? How did... How did you get roped into this? You're not going with us, are you? I'm not abundantly clear on what this whole thing actually entails, so... Oh, same. I just yeah. ran into Vons. Well, Vons ran into me. I think he was looking for you. What? See the weird tube thing he's holding? Uh-huh. Apparently very excited. Shot a sandwich out of it. <laughs> And, I don't know, was better than sitting in the nipper by myself, so thought I'd amble on down. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. What? <laughs> kind of, he kind of gives you this, like, shrug. <laughs> Just like... Yeah, but you're not gonna, like, go down in the tunnels with us, right? <sighs> I mean, be interesting to see what y'all get up to, but also... I mean, I almost died the last time we went down there and Grix has almost died both times. So like, Oh, I was thinking about it and I figured I'd stand like 30, 50 feet back. Yeah. Try again. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, sure. I mean like, sure, sure. Yeah. Come with us if you want. And now I'm nervous about it again. <laughs> I just, I mean, you should be. 
I wasn't nearly as nervous as I should have been the first time. No, it's it's, uh, it's, it's totally safe. It's totally safe. Uh, look at me. Look at me. I've been down there dozens of times. I gesture with my, uh, my missing arm. <laughs> Are we going down in the tunnels? I don't know yet. I gotta figure it out. Okay, I might need to find a hat this time. I think Wealthy got a table, or at least. Yeah. She's waving very excitedly and gesturing for us to come in, so. Yeah. Okay. You all drift in and get a table after uh-huh. all standing awkwardly in line to buy something. <laughs> yes. And it's like, who's paying? Well, Grix invited everybody, but is Grix paying for everybody? Yeah. I mean, they're all about to do him a favor. Ericene pays for herself. Nobody wants to see Vaughn's with coffee. Say so after about 30 seconds of this, who's paying? I think Jasper just puts a bunch of money on the counter to solve the question. Vaughn's <laughs> <laughs> oh. is busy asking the cashier if she has anything that can protect one's skull. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> at, at least something hard he can put under you his You continue hood. to just really build your reputation with Molly, huh? <laughs> Does she have a spare colander? Yeah, a spare co- a spare colander, a uh, a coffee f- like thingy. What what do you call those? Carafe. The, the thingy that you pour the yeah one of those. Um, just, just anything that'll fit over my head. Griggs, do you actually want me to give this guy a piece of kitchen equipment? I don't. I don't think it's probably necessary. Okay. No. All right, folks. We gotta we gotta focus. You all make it to the table. I'll just take a couple of those coffee filters. <laughs> <laughs> so Vaughn sits down at the table with some napkins and a couple of filters. Oh, she does not give you any filters hood. because remember you are working in a low paper world. Oh. There is no filter she is willing to give you because she's using only <gasps> reusable ones. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, in world. I'm I'm thinking too much about like... Yeah. Uh, okay. How dare so... you use your own experience as a lens for what you experience in fiction? <laughs> oh, I know it's hard not to do. Um, yeah. So Vons is at this point just kind of searching around for stuff that he can stuff under his hood to keep uh, animals from falling off the ceiling and trying to suck out his brains. But all right, you're you're all around a table. It was a trend last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so Cog, you know my boss. Uh, my regular boss, not my, not, not purity, but, uh, he, uh, he's been doing some research on the, the power readings down in the tunnels and, uh, they're, they're wrong. They're, they're bad. They're much lower than they should be. Yeah. I think it's more, more of what we've been dealing with. And I think it's, uh, it's worse. It's a lot worse. So, uh, <gasps> oh my God, Jasper, it's just like I said that one time I was drunk. <laughs> Uh, remind me. Vaughn's audibly snorts about that one time. What you said when you were drunk, we've been drunk many times, and my memory is not the greatest because I was presumably also drunk. It was that time that, like, we were talking about the Ruladrin and how it's, like, was, like, super illegal and, like, draining power from the city. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. And you you wrote me that and you wrote me that poem. This gets Vaughn's attention. Wrote is a strong word. <laughs> Although he doesn't know what to do with but it. Yes, I remember now. You might not have written it down, but you wrote it in your mind for me. <laughs> Fair enough. 
I mostly remember Tilia disagreeing with you. But yes, I remember this conversation now. At any rate, it does look like you were right, so... It's amazing! I'm so smart! Congratulations. Thank you. Anyway, go on, please, Vons. And Ericene puts on her, like, I am paying attention face. <laughs> I don't think Vons was saying anything. I think it was Grix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I not say Grix? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> I like the idea of Ericene just, you know, putting her elbows on the table, chin in her hands, and looking at Vons, because... <laughs> Oh, no, I get it. Vons is being an obnoxious twerp who's currently trying to fit a coffee saucer under his hood. <laughs> no, I just like the idea of, you know, sometimes your brain just shorts out for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I think I think we got to go to some of the spots uh, that he was and see if there's any clues. And uh, also, we got we to gotta just retrace the steps. And uh, I'd, I'd appreciate some help. Because uh, this this fits in with what we've been uh, been looking at so far. Um, I will lower my voice and be like, "So, I had a reason to go talk to Miss Nara today. Like, I told you guys that I was going to try to, uh-huh. and I don't think that she had anything to do with it. Weirdly, like, she seemed." pretty straightforward about the whole thing. I'm like, you know, I'm really good at reading people, so, like, I don't know. It's weird that, like, it might have something to do with the Ruladrin, but, like, I don't think it was her. Mm. Unless it was, like, one of her people who just didn't tell her. Hmm. Well, uh, we'll find something in the spots. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. But uh, I'm worried, worried for my friend. Oh yeah. Even that, like, yeah, Vaughn's is even like his eyebrows are doing the thing. Which thing? You know, the thing that you expect eyebrows to do when when like sympathy and concern are expressed. Oh sure. He's still trying to like get forks and spoons underneath his hood in order to support the saucer that he's currently. Are you gonna pay like a deposit for working those? On. They gave them to us. They gave them to us to use in the place, not right now. Like not for you to take it with you. Well, that's a silly system. No, it's not. Well, it's not my fault they weren't selling helmets. Did you? try to buy a helmet from like a place that is known for selling helmets there i didn't know we were going into the tunnels until i got here what fair fair enough i guess but like you bought a they they were ballista sa- or whatever the fuck that is <laughs> oh yeah it's really cool you want no, to see me launch a sandwich um, <laughs> It's just, like, might have been cool if you had bought, like, you know, a helmet at the place that you bought that, or someplace near it. You know, shops usually, like, have a similar, like, theme in, like, an air- like a- in a similar area. So, like, you probably could have gotten a helmet also in the area that you found that. I don't follow. <laughs> I turn to Jasper and I'm like, you made friends today. Maybe you can explain it better 
Fonz, you should buy an actual helmet. I applaud your ingenuity, but I also think Molly will kill you. Oh, yeah, she will. Oh. Either that or never serve you coffee again. And oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Vaughn's just like... <laughs> oh, dear. Vaughn's just flops his chin. Vaughn's whole head and chin and whatever just, like, kind of land on the table and... <laughs> a pile of cutlery and saucers just falling. I have this vision of head. Rick leaning over with his with his elbows on his knees, just breathing really hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of in fetal position, rocking back and forth. Fine, but before we go down to the tunnels, right? Because I don't. I'm not seeing a lot of options here. So, are we going today or like first thing tomorrow? Well, uh. Uh, he's missing, and, uh, I don't, if he's hurt or needs help, I don't, I don't feel good about going to sleep. Okay. Uh, I, well, you can't sleep under these conditions, but I'm going to at least need a really good tinfoil hat. Or I'm surprised helmet. that you don't have one of those already, Vons. There's no such thing as radio in this universe. I mean, magic is waves. No, it's particles. <laughs> <laughs> it's wave-like particles. <laughs> <laughs> Only when you observe it. Uh, Sounds like y'all are going today. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm proposing that we we go down now. Kirk's is Kirk's is proposing that we leave, or not if not now, then at least as as soon as possible. I understand that preparations need to be made. Yeah, I just need a metal hat. We'll we'll try to find you a metal hat. Cool. I realize I'm not really part of this thing, but... We can get you a metal hat, too. Ah, we Wonderful. can get you a metal hat, too. Do you have a metal hat? Certainly not on me. No, what I was going to ask is, you mentioned Cog might be yeah. injured. Yeah. What's your plan for getting him out? If he is? Uh. Oh, Vons has uh, health potions. <laughs> Those don't fix everything, though. Well, I mean, we carry him or we go get somebody. I mean, the first step is to find him. Fair enough. Do you have, a, do you have an idea? Mostly. Ooh, are you going to be our tall person? <laughs> speaking of which. Speaking of which. Yes. Ericene turns to Vaughn's and she's like, he's fucking taller than I am. Why were you hanging out with him all day? Do you trust him? Vaughn's just kind of uh, avoids her eye contact and whistles a little behind Ericene hoping (laughs) he is in Vaughn's field of view Jaspar is making the like no say no (laughs) sick (laughs) no imagine Jaspar's heard a lot about this situation (laughs) for sure yes uh-huh. <laughs> Mostly because it's fucking baffling to Ericene, and it, she just can't stop talking about it. So, yep. um, about Jasper, does he appear to be in the same financial echelon as Ericene? So so, yes. um, uh-huh, yeah. 
Uh, so I, I yeah, think yeah. he's more subtle about it, only in that masculine fashion tends to be more subtle about that than He's all like fashion. mellow rich, which, when you think about it, makes it extra fun that he got splashed with sandwich. <laughs> uh-huh. Dress is the kind of way where, like, it's not dissimilar to the way that everyone else, like, who's a guy dresses. It's just you can, it's all perfectly tailored. It, like, looks perfect on him. In a way right, that is, he's doing the same. It's like impossible to. It's impossible to like explain in what way. It's clear that he is rich, but it's clear. Right, right. No, I know what you mean. He's he's doing the same fashionable thing that all the other guys are doing, but he's the only one doing it right. Yes. Yeah. Bonds, are you trying to come up with a really good response for? Do you trust him and not me? He's so tall. Is is that in world uh, text? Um, I, I believe that was. Uh, Vaughn's is just going to be like, I don't know. He let me hurl a sandwich at him. Okay. Ericene is not saying anything, but she is clearly having hurt feelings. Like her feelings are clearly hurt. Oh, <laughs> is this obvious to people? Not you, or are you? kind of maintaining a facade here yes are you emoting i'm being as like stony-faced as i can but like it would be clear to more than half of the people around that i i'm hurt like yeah my feelings are right depending on how observant they are Yeah, depending on how observant they are should i roll to detect hurt feelings gonna say i imagine jaspar and i'm imagining wealthy is the other person you're thinking of pretty much automatically no um because wealthy strikes me as someone who's in tune with erisine (laughs) (laughs) gee where'd you get that idea from possibly bricks and vons if you want to make a wisdom check for this you can okay oh i got nothing i'm sure this will be great I got a 14 plus 3. 17. I'm in the low ones. That's that's pretty high for Vaughn's. Pretty high, but unfortunately, because of where the challenge rating is for, or challenge level is for Erosene's kind of default, uh, yeah, neither of you pick up on this. Yeah, and that's fair. Vaughn's is not a super empathetic no. creature. I honestly didn't expect that he would notice. Because it would have been interesting if he had, but yeah. It would have. But all right, so. I mean, at least that wasn't a charisma check. Yeah. Which it probably should have been. No. Wisdom is definitely for reading people who don't want to be read. Oh, okay. For all this. Um, Erisina could be your tall person. Do you also need someone with a semi-useless finishing school degree i could write down everything you do do you i did pass cartography class did pass cartography class i mean during this conversation Vons just wants to show his uh, new toy to wit some more <laughs> sure you mean specifically to wit he holds it up to the head yes my face <laughs> appears out of the the stone i'm sure i meant grix sorry yeah, no, Grix, Grix pays attention. Grix uh, takes a uh, one of the, the cloth napkins 
and uh, uh, wads it up to uh, to put in the. Right, right. We need a sabot. That's right. <laughs> I guess Ericene's going to be like. I mean, we should get you like some armor or something. But yeah, I mean, if you want to come with us, I don't see any reason that you shouldn't. And if you want to, you know, be our pack mule or whatever, <laughs> that would be like not the end of the world. Really helpful, actually. I'll I'll leave the final call up to you because you have way more experience in all of these kinds of things than I do. Need the help? I wasn't doing anything else today. If you can get some armor, I don't see any. But if you can't, like you can't go down there and just in just those pants and a shirt, like. Oh, I figured I wouldn't want to get them stained up anyway. Yeah, he's he's a couple hundred years old at least, right? He's like two hundred, I want to say. I'm I'm sure he's got some armor stashed somewhere by now. Three hundred, maybe. I think he's in his two hundreds. Sounds right. No, see, the thing is, he's very young, or, so that he doesn't. I mean, I'm gonna say, I remember his human equivalent age is like 19 to 21, somewhere in there. So, yeah, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point, you're gonna like it, it, in an enclosed cavernous space. You're you're gonna run across a breastplate or two, one way or another, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's entirely reasonable that he might have picked up some at some point. It's also entirely reasonable that he didn't. Kind of depends. Well, I you. guess that's I guess that's up to him. If he inherited like whether or not he took he trained him. Yeah. Um, oh, I could totally see him like inheriting some. Uh, and in oh, fact, yeah, that's bound you know, to happen. What would be fucking hilarious is if he went home and got like a full suit of like plate mail or something, but like off of a antique. Like super yeah, antique like style, an anti- yeah, yeah, like antique plate mail off of like a, but like regalia yeah. stuff, yeah. right? Like the the fancy stuff yeah. for a parade, yeah, yeah. And it's like two sizes too small because it's from his grandfather. <laughs> two sizes too large, or that grandfather could have been a beefy dude. Could have been, uh, but fucking beefy elf, yeah. Belf. Um, mm-hmm. I think I have something at home. It's been a long time. Okay. Do you need any help going back to get it or like, I don't know. We won't leave without you. Getting some help from you mostly because I know I should probably bring something else besides some piece of armor strapped to my body and whatever I can fit in my pockets. So Yeah. Yeah, you should. You should definitely bring something other than just what's in your pockets. Yeah, he could have some big pockets. Why don't uh, Why don't we all take uh, take a bit and uh, go get some supplies and then reconvene? How's that sound? Cool. Yes. Sounds good. All right. And we go through a montage that we will describe Woo! next time. And we'll wrap our session there with all of you gathering in front of the entrance down into the maintenance levels. Sweet. Cool. Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions, comments, feedback? Email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod. 
or on Twitter at PrimeAttribute, or at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for every single one of our dank memes. Castles and Crusades is published by Troll Lord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. Editing this week by me. Thanks, me. We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. Sliding the dagger into his sheath and <laughs> carefully weighing his magic wand. <laughs> it's like one of those those slow motion uh, action scene montages. I'm hoping Kelly's a better person than I and is laughing for a different reason. No, you might not be. Exactly you are here. <laughs> Didn't catch any of that. Hey, wit. Yeah, what, what are what are your pronouns? Oh, uh, they are he, him, as are Grixes. Okay, thank you. Appreciate Alrighty. that. Alrighty. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> or not? <coughs> Wait, did you not hear the entendre that you made? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, Probably. strapping on. No. Sure, sure. no. It was the dagger in the no. sheath. Oh. <laughs> That's oh. what lizards have. Yeah. <laughs> Daggers? Sheaths? What are you talking about? Oh my yeah. god. Sheaths. It's well. fine. Yes. Yep. Entendre achieved yep. and explained. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's it I feel like that was a pretty bit of a stretch there, but alright. Again, <laughs> I could just be a bad person. Oh, sex jokes. Uh-huh.